the count of three, let's say welcome to the clan bake, but really like like sexy. Yes, yeah. really sexy. Okay. <laughs> super sexy. Uh, super sexy, whatever sexified. that means to you. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Welcome, welcome to the clan bake. Welcome to the clan bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. third episode of Welcome to the Clan Bake. It is. And we realized we didn't say our names last time. Not that right. it's about us, but we should probably introduce ourselves. We are the hosts. I guess. We'll remind people who we are. I'm Angela Gallmeyer. I'm Lindsay Stidham. Today we're talking about sex positivity. So, yeah. so put on your silky pajamas and <laughs> grab a glass of wine and tuck yourself in. Take a load off. <laughs> and mom, don't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently when we talk about sex positivity, we become 80s disc jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> late, late night, playing the love tunes, taking the calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we're drinking Diet Cokes today because uh, oh, it I was... Feel, I feel bad. Mine's already open. Oh, it's already open. We got two already open. We got a couple more things to open. Again. We want you to really feel like you're with us. Yeah. Um, we got some good guests Today, yep, great guests today. Really great guests. Um, we're getting a little up close and personal because my boyfriend is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend. I am. I am here. And you're my boyfriend. And also I'm your boyfriend. Yeah, Both of those true. things are true. This is Cy Brown. Hello, everyone. Hello, clams. I'm so happy to clams. be here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited to be here. I actually uh, listened to the first episode, uh, the full first episode last night, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to Kate Parkin. I enjoyed <laughs> listening to uh, the penis. I forgot his name. I think, I think Just only, call him the penis. You only referred to him as the penis. And I was like, ah, yes, the late penis. You've taken that great role yeah, this week. Yeah, so I was you like, I can, yeah, we can handle, we can hand the penis off. I'll take the title. Yeah, we should have a little penis. A baton. A baton that we, we can hand off. Yeah. Yeah. We basically have that today because we have sex toys. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. do have, we have a lot of types of batons. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of different. <laughs> Which I feel like just rolls right into our other guest, which yeah. is the lovely Celia Finkelstein. Hi. Oh, great last hey. name. Yeah. Hi. Finkelstein. Thanks. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like that's like a last name you put in a character of your sitcom. Yeah, a friend of mine stole it actually for really? like a character in a sketch. That's and smart. He apologized to me. I was like, that's not not anything to be sorry about. No. <laughs> yeah, at all. Until so you read the script. And yeah, and then it's like not, <laughs> you find out what find the out character like is, and it's just awful. Nightmare person. Thanks for that's what I remind you of. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. 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 I mean, I, I feel like we didn't properly say like what you guys both do. So why don't you introduce yourselves? Your deal. Your what's things, your deal? What's your deal, guys? Okay. Uh, well. Uh, <laughs> This is Sai, obviously, since I'm the penis. Um, uh, on top of being Angela's boyfriend, that's it. That's all he gets like to be. Full time, full time occupation. Yeah, lots of anxiety management. Oh man, yeah, stress, <laughs> scheduling. Yeah. It's really intense. It's intense. Uh, no, um, I also uh, do a lot of uh, theater work around LA. Uh, I um, direct. Uh, for a couple of theaters uh, in South LA, San Pedro area, 
and uh, usually for um, Shakespeare companies, I do a lot of Shakespeare work. And I noticed that when I was listening to uh, the first podcast, there were a lot of Shakespeare references. Always. Uh, and that tickled me quite a bit yeah, also. Nerds. Yeah, nerds. We usually play a little soundbite to introduce people, um, but, but Just, well, you because do, you're a stage actor, yeah, say, sh- say Shakespeare Do a monologue. First. No, I'm not. No, yeah, do I it. Can't do that. Do it. Uh, do it. Just a quote. Just a little quote. It. What's your favorite voice? Shakespearean quote? <laughs> and if it has to do with sex, that's even better. Well, this is going to be. Uh, uh, okay, um, so uh, one of my favorite dirty uh, Shakespeare jokes that not a lot of people know, and this actually is really fun uh, for me as well because I teach a lot of Shakespeare to younger kids. Uh, in Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, which is a show that like kids are always doing. There's this play within the play, and uh, someone has to play the character of Wall. And uh, there's a point where Thisbe um, and Pyramus have to kiss through a hole in the wall, and there are all these really, Celia's giggling really nasty right jokes. <laughs> I mean, I'm also a Shakespeare nerd. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know what I'm talking about. So there's all these nasty, like dirty, dirty, dirty jokes about. Um, kissing holes and uh there's a um part where uh thisbe leans in and she says uh i kissed the wall's hole and not your lips at all uh and it's really great and then she complains about how there's like all sorts of hair uh in the wall and it gets in her mouth and it's just it's really naughty and it's especially fun to have like 12 year olds doing it and you're like you guys don't know you how don't dirty know you're being you right now William Shakespeare yeah oh my goodness very, <laughs> very sex positive yeah Super. yeah it was very all about positive. it yeah, yeah not a lot of no. not a lot of shame no no uh, that home. I was aware of. Um, well, I mean, it was you know there were less sexual sexually transmitted diseases then, so less to worry about. Oh, <laughs> is that true? I don't know about yeah, I feel that. Like, I feel like. Were there? There, there yep. were like newer. There are several newer ones that did not exist. Where did they come from? Uh, well, who knows? Patient zero. Right? That's another episode. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. But there's also a bunch of STD jokes also that uh, yeah, Shakespeare are. makes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're all about the French and how like the French all have. STDs. Syphilis and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a little well, more. It's a little harder to get. Yeah, yeah. so that's me. That's me. That's where I'm coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just say one thing in your beautiful stage voice for us. Just one, or that quote you just gave us in your Shakespeare voice. Uh, I kiss the walls whole and not your lips at all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thank gross. you. Gross. <laughs> uh, really gross. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, Celia, please hi. tell us more about you. Uh, I'm an actor and a writer, and um, re- I've worked in a few sex shops, and I so sex health is really important to me, and sex education is really ho- important to me, and helping people have better sex is really important to me. Oh, God so. bless you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. We're going to actually hire you. Ty <laughs> <laughs> and I are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I also really don't know anybody uh, aside from Celia who does such a wonderful job mixing like sex, dating, and politics into incredibly funny tweets. (laughs) Very funny ones that often go viral. So if you aren't following her, please tell us your uh, Twitter, your Twitter name. Uh, I'm at Celia Fink, C E L I A F I N K. Yeah, uh, what was talk a one? lot about butt plugs? You and do pussy eating. Fun. I love it. Yeah, as a as a sex positive woman should I feel? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, do you want to tell us your one about Hillary that went crazy viral? I know oh. it's been a while since Hills was uh, running, but let's say it anyway. Yeah. Um. 
I think it was, I'm, I'm already excited to vote for Hillary. You don't have to sweeten the deal by telling me she's a lesbian and a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yeah. It is good. It's great. Yeah. Um, do you have I any? want a lesbian witch president. Yeah. That's what that I would want. be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh God. Hopefully yeah. before we die. Maybe. What a girl could. I mean, we could, we're all going to die in like a month. Don't worry. <laughs> I about know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> After today, I feel like it's it's on its way. Yeah. Anyway. The bombardment of this week has just been overwhelming. But yeah. we, we we said we'd like. This, this one wouldn't be too political. This one would be fun and evergreen. We're going to distract ourselves about the world ending for yeah. an hour here, guys. Yeah, yeah last, <laughs> week, last week we got real with activism. Next week we're going to be talking about sexual assault. So oh. this week we're going to keep We're going to try and have fun. We're going to try and have yeah. fun. <laughs> Perfect. Sex can save the world, you guys. It can. It yeah. has. It, has previ- it, sa- it saved societies before. It can mm-hmm. do it again. Yep. Um, do you have any other tweets you would love to give a shout out to that you feel are super sex positive that got real popular? What are the smartest, funniest things you've ever said? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, like, don't mean to put you on the spot. Funny, go. It happens like so frequently in a day that I don't. Yeah, know. that's <laughs> true. But I searched my no. own my own handle and pussy eating, and oh, I found cool. quite a few that way. Yeah, uh, and masturbates, which actually that is one of my favorite jokes, which is. Did you find oh anything you were that, say, you that is one of my favorite things to do? <laughs> Did you find anything? <laughs> it that is you one of my favorite things to do too. That yeah. you weren't yeah. expecting? Were you like, oh my, I had no idea? Well, there were a couple where I was like, God, I, I really talk about eating pussy constantly. <laughs> like That's that is, great. which is not a bad thing. But I was no. like, this is I've gone God bless deep you. on this. Yeah. but yeah, yeah. no. We'll get. <laughs> Maybe we'll close this podcast with my eating pussy tirade. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll close it. <laughs> okay. Instead Perfect. of open it. Because it's a little, a little. It's like borderline. Teaser. Yeah. That's just a teaser for. Stay tuned. Don't lie to me anywhere. Stay I tuned. Have like going to talk about eating pussy. I do. I have like a 5,000 word essay about it. So stay Great. tuned. Very that, and that's what qualifies a tirade. <laughs> 5,000 5, words. 5,000 yeah, words. 5,000 words. Yeah. No less. <laughs> Posted on Medium. <laughs> In the void where no one reads. Um, yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. Let's move into questions, sure. I guess. Yeah. Now everybody knows everyone. Now that we're all yeah. best friends. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Are, we're all just besties. a bunch of sex yes. positive people like, hanging out. I mean, that's like Chill I'm. Stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and dive into a juicy question. Maybe we'll come back to the more simple ones. But I just feel like it's a good segue. Everybody knows everybody a little bit now. How well do you want to know a person you have one night stand with? How well? Yeah. <laughs> have you wanted to know the person that you've had a one night stand with? That you want to know them before you have the one night stand, like a little Ooh, or a lot. That's a good question. Mm. I mean, it depends on the circumstances, I guess. I, I've had versions of both where, like, I didn't even know the person's yes last name at first. Gender. No shame. <laughs> I knew no the shame. gender. <laughs> it's clear in the gender, but like, yeah, it was one of those where we met on Twitter, t- Twitter, Tinder. <laughs> I haven't met people on Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> but like we met on Tinder and and we had mutual we had enough mutual friends that I was like even though we don't know each other I feel cool with this and then we never saw each other again uh, and then I've had times where like I knew the person and then we hooked up and or I didn't know them super well but found them out found out more about them after the fact it's a strange phenomenon I find that like if you think you're never gonna see anyone again conversations can get real deep <laughs> yeah that's true uh, yeah. yeah yeah that is true but yeah I don't which one is sexier. I would much rather not know anything and then have the intimate conversation afterwards. I That's know. always more fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is that? I don't know. I know. Why is it are like, we so fucked up as humans? Is that like because it's, it's easier to be intimate with someone when there is maybe no 
guarantee that you'll have to actually deliver for that person, maybe? I've actually thought about this a lot recently because yeah. I just was dating someone and it was one of those like it went full relationship right away mm -hmm. and it ended almost as quickly as it started. Mm -hmm. And it blind the end of it blindsided me because yeah. I was like, we're this is we're doing this. And it was like he had sought me out. Like yeah. he so I was like once I got to know him, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. And, and then it ended really quickly. And I, as I've sort of been doing the autopsy of it in my brain, I realized that, like, we didn't get particularly intimate emotionally. Mm. Like, we, a lot of our conversation was very surface. And, and I think it was, some of that was, like, us getting to know each other. And he's a very lovely human. And I, and I, I think he's a remarkable person. But also, like, I've had more intimate emotional relationships with people I didn't I didn't ever see again mm. I think it's because there's nothing on the line right like, I, there's no it, with him it kind of immediately felt like something was possible and so I was like there's a lot on the line here at least for me there was just because of my dating history I was like I want to be sort of careful and make sure that I treat this with respect and like and and take my time with it uh, and I don't feel that if I'm if there's nothing on the line, if I don't feel like there's a risk that I'm taking. Yeah, it's kind of the same yeah. in terms of like if you're if you're having like a like strictly physical relationship mm -hmm. with someone, like if you're going to have like crazy intense sex, it's almost easier to not have any like too many intimate details right. that you share with the person. You can uh, treat them a certain way, have them treat you a certain way. You can do all kind of like the crazy shit. Uh, that you want to do in sex and you don't feel like there are any like repercussions right mm -hmm. that come from you know if you're really into like humiliation during sex you can ask someone to like spit on you and piss on you and call you awful things uh, and you don't have to see that person right in like the next day or whatever you know you don't have to see them outside of that small that small kind of role that you guys play in one another's lives mm -hmm. um yeah. there's it's two different types of intimacy you have i think you're talking about like an emotional intimacy mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think you can also have that with like a physically intimate relationship as well i think i've found when i've been when i've had like one night stands or had like specifically sexual relationships it's that there's a thrill in like performing yourself mm -hmm. like I had this image of who I was in the time when I was kind of like exploring and sleeping around of you know this like kind of like bold sort of wild go go get him girl <laughs> mm -hmm. kind of attitude and it was really easy to like put that on for like someone I didn't really care about mm -hmm. very much or I wasn't in that there were no there was nothing at stake but then like with Sai and I in our sex life because a lot is at stake and we've been together almost four years, it's like, it's much, I, I'm much more shy. Mm -hmm. Like way more shy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once yeah. you get to know someone and once it means something, yeah. And once, once, once the stakes are high, all of a sudden you kind of are like, oh, ah! what, do I do? what do I do with this? Yeah, the, too much intimacy, too much intimacy. Yeah. yeah, whereas if you kind of go with the, the NSA, the no strings attached situation, yeah. it's much easier to step into a role that maybe you're not used to playing or that you uh, would normally feel uncomfortable playing. And it feels like a different kind of sex, too. Like, it feel, it's like... For me, anyway, it was like a more selfish kind of sex when I was like acting mm -hmm. my character, and it was mm -hmm. fun, and it like did, and it was positive usually, but it was a different experience than like with a partner that there's like actually a relationship. 
Yeah. What do you mean when you say selfish kind of sex? That's interesting to me. <laughs> well, like, what is, what oh, is, yeah, that is interesting. what is, like, what is, caught self- me. well, no, I mean, that's just interesting. What <laughs> um, is selfish sex? Like, almost like enacting my own, like, like it's about my own ego. Okay. Um, and feeling like desirable and fun and kind of crazy and yeah. like leaving a person with an impression rather than sharing something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense to it's me. Like it, it's like a play. Like, it felt like a play a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of in your own... Wildies. In your own narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking about how Sai just abbreviated no strings attached to NSA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't know this. You don't, maybe you don't know this, Lindsay, because you've never gone on Craigslist to hook up with somebody. Oh, I know it. You I know, know the NSA I, lingo? Well, it's just also national security. I, I <laughs> oh, oh, that's where you went? No, I didn't even know that that even existed. Politics out of my brain. Oh, God. No, I, just, I, I went... I, went I can't government separate agency. the sex really? and politics. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I totally yeah. went government a- agency. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. But all my NSAs have ruined it. <laughs> my repetitive NSAs that I've slept with more than once have all ruined it by eventually treating me like uh, their girlfriend but not wanting to date me. So that's my sad story. Oh. Always starts out real hot and heavy, and then they're like, and then I want to tell you these things about my dad. Oh, yeah, father. then they, like, emotionally unload on you. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I'm like, I of... don't... I'm not here to hear about your dead father. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm here for the date. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta yeah. go. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oof. You know, what are you gonna do? I got a, I got a nice face. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, be mean, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, look. Well, I like the asshole. segue, like, Angela's, uh, you're saying be mean, and Angela's just talking about, um, feeling like she's playing a role. So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on role-playing in, in sex-positive situations? And Anybody got a good role-playing story they want to share? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. Role-playing is always a weird thing because I, I am an actor, and it's, like, my job. Yeah. And then when I'm doing it in sex, I'm always like, oh, this is so weird, right? <laughs> like, I'm always just like, this is dumb. Um, but I do think, like, because uh, I... I've had instances where, like, I am a different, you, you were saying sort of a different version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens to me. So, uh, you know, where I'll sort of, something something will sort of shift me. So, like, normally I like a particular kind of, you know, want, like sweet sex or whatever. And then maybe, like, one day I'm wanting something entirely different. So it turns me into, not, it's not so, so much of a, we're, I'm a teacher and you're my student and I'm, yeah a nun or whatever <laughs> but like y- it's just like a different version of me comes out so like sure and that happens in like bondage play or so- mm. something like that but yeah. I don't have a particular the last time I tried I literally just started giggling <laughs> yeah. and we were like we can't we this can't, isn't happening can't. I'm sorry I just can't do it but bondage play I mean that's kind of a that's got to be sort of I've never done like anything too extreme in mm. like the realm of bondage but that's got to be a certain amount of role play in that right I mean you're taking on a different yeah I mean it depends you're on, on a role it right? depends on what you're doing like if you're the sub or the dom right but yeah so you are taking on a bit of a role and you've already presumably hopefully agreed to particular parameters very important so you know that you're playing a scene um so yeah in some in some way that is role playing and I think it's just an alternate sort of at least for me, it's an alternate version of myself. Right. Because I, I kind of, I tend to prefer to be the submissive in that sort of situation, which is not my life at all. Like yeah. in my real life, I am, oh God, 
I'm so annoying. I know. Yeah. I'm con- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so feeling. dominant. Like annoying. <laughs> I see it like happens right away. You're like, ugh, God. Uh, Finkelstein. What a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> but but like in my sex life, I prefer to sort of not take a charge as much. Yeah. So it's it's just a yeah, it's just a different version of who I am. But I I don't think of it as a role. Yeah, maybe now yeah. I do think of it. Well, as well, I mean, I guess you're not like doing like a French accent, right? <laughs> like, it's, like you're I'm, not like my but, name is. But Pierre. like, I mean, but like acting, acting is some. I mean, all characters are some version of you right. in some way. So it's pretty much it is pretty much role play. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you there is a you are there are parameters within you know that you're working within. So hmm. that's pretty similar. Do you want to give um, some tips and some basics about S and M to people who are curious about it who've never done it? And maybe also talk about how um, it's very different in real life than it is portrayed on TV and film. Um, sure. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself an expert. So I want to yeah. say, like, I, this is not my forte. I'm only talking from my own experience. Sure. Um, but I think the first thing is always that two yeses are a yes and one no is a no. Like, there is no mm. middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's important... Uh, is to really have a conversation, a frank and open conversation. Um, when I worked, the, I, I hesitate to say the name of the shops I worked in because I don't want to give the impression that I'm working for them or speaking for them. Sure. But one of the shops that I used to work at, we had a sheet a, a sheet of paper that you could pick up at, at our workshops that was the yes, no, maybe list. And um, each per, each <clears throat> who have the parties in the relationship would take the paper and they would say, yes, this thing I'm fine with. No, this thing, maybe this thing. And so it was a list of every possible, th- from kissing to uh, puppy play, right? Mm-hmm. So like every possible fetish kink thing you could imagine. And you go through and you say, yes, n- yes, no, maybe. And then you come back together and you say, okay, so we both say yes to this thing. So we'll try that. I say yes, you say maybe. Let's talk about what the limits are here. And then I say yes, you say no. Then it's a hard no. So I would say that is the first sort of step in a in any kind of relationship where there's a, a, a power dynamic at play, where you want to make sure that you're both on the same page about what's okay and what's not. Um, I think what's really important to remember about sub-dom situations is that the sub is the one who is giving the power. At no point should the dom be taking the power. Mm. So it's always a matter of consent. Mm-hmm. And so you've already hopefully decided what you're okay with um, and what you what your boundaries are so that would be my my main advice is to have a really clear conversation about what your expectations are um and I think like in terms of the way it's portrayed I guess I I don't know enough I mean I haven't watched enough of like how it's have you seen the 50 shades the first film no I refuse because I actually (laughs) think it's really problematic yeah Yeah. and I I think uh I read literally two pages of the book and I put it down because I was like this is garbage and to me it it reads as like a fantasy version of some sort of bondage, but it's not really rooted in. It's anything not rooted real. in anything real. Yeah. So I hesitate yeah. to speak on it because I don't I haven't read it or seen it. Yeah. But my problems with it are based on sort of what I have read about it, and just I just don't I didn't want to support it, which was why I chose not to see it. Yeah. I heard, I heard an inter- an interesting uh, interview at the time that the movie came out because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of. Uh, S people who are into S and M, and I and I and you know I imagine it's uh, kind of like with all things uh, sexual. Um, I, I imagine that there are different um, grades mm-hmm. um, or different levels that you're willing to sure. participate in. Um, but a lot of people who are who uh, in, were involved in S and M were like, "This is gonna, this is so big for us. This is like 
are coming out. Everyone in mainstream media will see that this is like who we are and we're people too. And there's there's such a um, there, there's so many stigmas against us. We're considered freaks. And I think I, the interview I heard, uh, the person was kind of saying that he felt um, uh, he was kind of stigmatized the way that uh, homosexuals were stigmatized mm-hmm. and that like, like people treated him like he was a freak because he was into these things. So he was really excited about this coming out. Um, and But I think he was kind <laughs> of saying that he, that this was like not just sex for him. It wasn't like, um, which I imagine what I hear you saying is like you go into the bedroom mm. and it's maybe something that you participate in. Uh, and then once you're out of the bedroom, you're yourself again, right? Right. So the, you're kind of switching these roles. You're kind of turning these things off and on. I think for him and I think for um, a, a larger group of people that maybe we don't know much about or I don't know much about, um, it's actually like a full-blown lifestyle. Yeah. Like it's about giving someone else ownership over you and kind of like there are contracts out there. There are uh, websites. There are whole, you know, I will do this, this, and this, and this for this person. When this person comes home, I will be naked, you know, and it's all about... Uh, kind of um, pleasuring, pleasuring, giving pleasure to your owner. And again, I can't speak to too much about it because I don't know no, very much about it. But it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. That's exactly true. Yeah, yeah. there are people who actually mm-hmm. live in. I hate this terminology, but master slave relationships. Yeah. Right. So, and and I, I personally don't like that terminology. People who live in them have there's there's a whole conversation about it. But, uh, but yeah, there are people who actively live in those kind of relationships 100% of the time. Yeah. And they all have, again, set their parameters. They've decided what works for them and what doesn't. Right. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's a sense that, that, that the people who are in those relationships are somehow damaged and it, they're not. They're, no, it's, a, it's, it's a just a, a way of living. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it just is. And I think, I mean, that's to me, as we're talking about sex positivity, like what sex positivity means to me is as long as there are consenting adult humans involved, that is, it is worth exploring. So as long as everyone is saying yes to it, it's worth exploring. So if your choice is to live in a relationship uh, where you have an owner, then great. As long as you're both on the same page and you're both honoring each other's boundaries, then have at it, enjoy yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Sadly, <coughs> I did go see 50, or happily, I did go see 50 Shades <laughs> of Grey. Too. I'm probably going to see this one, too, as, like, a sport of, like, this is, like, a Britney Spears movie, and I cannot look away. I can't look away. But in the first one, Christian Grey breaks the contract, and it's like, oh, he's sexy, he's dangerous, but I feel like he breaks the main rule um, set forth by S&M, and there's also some really big problems with, like, wealth. <laughs> dominance in that way, which mm-hmm. I think shouldn't well, and factor they set, into they sex positivity. Anyway. About his his desires coming from childhood trauma, and I feel like that's right. really problematic. Super they're, setting, they're setting it up to like right. say flawed people do this. Yeah, and exactly. That's just messed up yeah. to me. But for any of our super young listeners, if you've never seen Secretary, go back. Yes, yes, back and go watch Secretary. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. All around the table, everyone agrees. <laughs> More accurate. Everybody Maggie loves Secretary. Yeah. More accurate. I think. James Spader. Yeah, <sighs> incredible. Yeah. Yes. I just got pregnant thinking about him. Yes, yeah. master. That's all I have to say. I mean, while you're at James it, go back Spader. and watch Sex Lies and Videotape too. If we're going to talk about Secretary. Yeah. <laughs> 
while we're talking about sex and film. Uh, let's just talk about James Spader for the rest of the <laughs> yeah. yeah, Can we? we? all good yeah. with that? Yeah. Right. James, totally. you want to come so. on Welcome to the Glam <laughs> yeah. Just putting it out there, Mr. Spader. <laughs> You're oh, welcome then, anytime. But he did the, the <laughs> Blacklist or whatever, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a little more, which is a little kind he's of a, a little, step down. He's a little catering to our parents right now, yeah. but I'll never well, forget him in Secretary or, no. or yeah. Sex, Lies, and Videotape, you know? I saw him in a play in New York, like maybe I can't. I'm however many years ago it was race. It was I think it was David Mamet, mm-hmm. mm. and he was like, I mean I've been in love with James Spader forever, and mm-hmm. he was like he'd gained some weight and he was kind of balding, and still like he did not give a fuck. Like yeah. James Spader That's was the like, thing about you him. still want to fuck me? Every person in this theater wants to fuck me, even though I kind of look like your dad. Because <laughs> uh, he just doesn't care, and it's so hot, and I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. in love with you, James Spader. Yeah. It's he does beautiful. have like a air of mm-hmm. not giving a lot of fucks, no. which is real hot. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we should um give a little context as we continue this conversation of like who we all are sexually a little bit. Sure. Is that okay? okay. Is sure. that yeah. okay with everybody? And I think mm-hmm. totally. as we do that, maybe we do back up and say what is sex positivity yeah. in each of us. Maybe we like, we'll Angela and I like to jump the gun and then and then <laughs> reel know. it back. We're still learning, you guys. <laughs> I also wanted to clams, talk about a role playing. Learning. Reality is we're not still, linear. It's fine. Just yeah, do your yeah, thing. Just we're live your life. Like, still learning <laughs> how to be podcasters. All right, <laughs> this is all stream of consciousness. <laughs> we were all stuck in really intense traffic. We can fix it in post. We'll just yeah. edit we're it. We'll put we'll move parts of the Great. conversation we do, around. We can move it all around. Yeah, you don't know. The listeners don't know. You don't know this game. Yeah. Confusion. We're messing with people's heads. Do you want to start? Okay. brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the most bashful about sex in this room, I would imagine, actually. Um, I, I, now what do I say? Damn it. <laughs> I can't answer this. I, I knew I was going to be uncomfortable. I sex. <laughs> I have had sex. I promise. <laughs> I guess I consider myself like, stri- like a straightish woman. Well, I'm in a straight relationship, but I've like, like how ha- I have like a little bit, uh, I'm like a little flexible. Um, on the spectrum, and spectrum. on the spectrum. Is it a scale or a spectrum? I guess I it doesn't know. matter because it it's the matter. Kinsey scale. Yeah. I think it's a scale. Yeah, a scale. I think on the, the spectrum scale. is autism. <laughs> yeah, well. I think Sai is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say you're on the spectrum, it's a totally different different which, context. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with being no. on the spectrum. No. it's great. It's just not what I'm trying to say. Trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've had experiences with some women, and um, now I'm in this committed relationship with this man who's <laughs> in this room. I'm so awkward. So sex positivity, I was thinking about it. Um, Are you changing the subject? No. <laughs> oh, okay. This is going... Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, you gave us some context. Yeah, yeah sure. well, it makes me... I'll be honest. And, you, like, and you're in a long-term relationship I'm in a long-term well. relationship, yeah. yeah. It's not new. So <laughs> sex positivity makes me a little bit anxious because... I am like trying to trying to be this big bad feminist and you know do all the right things say all the right things and trying to just you know smash the patriarchy and it I I feel like I have put because I grew up Catholic and Lindsay and I were both we both got deflowered or participated in deflowering late in our lives. Way later than, <laughs> <laughs> way later than normal. We're basically still playing catch up. Yeah. I think I was like 21 or something. Um, I was older than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I, 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 th- I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself when I think about a feminist and like a sex positive feminist. I immediately go to, the, I guess, to the same place I used to kind of like 
role play when I would have casual sex, which is like, I'm a, I don't give a fuck and I'm going to get it and I'm confident and I'm wild. But um, I think a lot of that is like a little bit put on. Like I'm actually pretty shy about sex, I think, actually. Um, and it makes me a little like nervous to talk about. Um, and I'm like sex positive in theory, but like that kind of intimacy is still scary for me. And I'm still kind of like learning how to really like really have fun and get weird with my sex life. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I think, I mean, I hope, one would hope that it remains a lifelong learning process <laughs> of how to yeah, hopefully. get fun and get weird, I hope, you know. Well, yeah. I think that, I think, again, like those, those, that word intimacy pops up and how sex and intimacy aren't necessarily uh, the same thing. Um, I mean, they, they, there is intimacy in sex, but how like true intimacy in a relationship or, or between two people um, is different than just the physical right. intimacy. Um, I think that that's just a really yeah, interesting definitely. thing to explore. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes sometimes you want the sex without the intimacy and vice versa, which right. is how we, I guess we started this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to make Sai back up and give us context now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am, uh, I identify as uh, like 100% bisexual. Uh, so like right down the middle, I find myself equally attracted uh, to men and women. Um, but yeah, uh, so I've had uh, a wide variety of experiences, uh, and I've also um, I've I've had more long term sex partners I uh, think than I have kind of one night stands. Yeah, like um, serial monogamy type Yeah, of kind of more kind yeah. of more of that and uh um I find uh that I that the quality of sex um in those uh situations has always been a little better for me. Um a little more uh rewarding and fun. Um but I have done I you know, I've uh had role playing experiences uh, myself, I've... You uh, have? Oh, yeah. When I was... Um, so <laughs> oh, I, my. So I uh, lost my virginity... Oh, yeah, this uh, is unfair. To my, uh, uh, to my first girlfriend uh, on a boarding school campus on a rooftop, actually, under the Arizona stars. Isn't that ridiculous? It was really so great. So uh, thank you. It was delightful. Out of a movie. The <laughs> only problem was that um, we were being very safe and very smart, and we used a condom, but it was one of those like old like dinosaur condoms from like I don't know whenever, but it was really thick. It was like, and so <laughs> there was no <laughs> sensation. It was. It was like it was like yeah. lambskin yeah. handed down from no. generation yeah. to generation. Well, like you use this on your first time. Yeah, so. you must. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, what is this? What this is supposed to feel like? Which I imagine sex kind of is the question that everyone asks about sex. Yeah, that is one of the questions I asked yeah. the first time I had sex. Yeah, you're like, like, like this, okay. really? Because um, it really cut off a lot of sensation. Um, but uh, yeah, so when I was in high school with a um, different girlfriend, my second girlfriend, uh, she uh, told me that she was really into spanking. Like that was kind of her thing. Um, and she was also like, we were pretty young. I was like 15, 16 at this point. Uh, and she said she was into it, and so we made up scenarios, and it was like I was the headmaster of the school, and she was 
wearing a skirt that was out uh-huh. of the. You were role playing at fifteen. Yeah, very, very young. It's very yeah. advanced. Yeah, yeah, it was. Advanced. But because I didn't know that I was an actor at that time, <laughs> <laughs> and so like all the things that you use in acting, I used in role playing. Mm. So and you're like, well, I'm good at this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. So it was like I have my lines, and I can't start giggling. I cannot start right. laughing, no matter how ridiculous this is. Uh, and so I think that kind of created uh, a safe space. Like I took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I take acting now, um, so I think that kind of created a safe space for her and for us to like explore these things. Um, so that was one experience that I had with role playing. I also had another another girlfriend later who uh, really want, who um, really loved sex, and uh, we had a pretty fantastic sex life. But she also was very domestic, and so she had this weird fantasy where she where I was a um, wealthy. Like a wealthy foreigner. Uh, no, no, I was a wealthy American business tycoon um, staying in a hotel room, and she was the maid. You were Christian Grey. It's yeah, you. that's what she wanted, yeah. And she was, she was the maid, and the thing was that she would clean up the house while in, like, in, like, some sort of, like, skimpy outfit and uh, get, like, housework done, and then I would, like, switch it into a uh, sexual, like, arena after after she had like done the dishes and everything it was really weird but if you uh, you know i approached it with she's this she's a multitasker yeah, yeah she really had a lot to do yeah um, that's a catch yeah it was, cleans your house and then and it's like please let's ha-. and then she but wow. she did the full the full accent and everything um wow, that's amazing yeah Impressive. so there was yeah uh yeah so so th- those are kind of my experiences no real snm beyond like tying someone up mm-hmm. um but yeah like toys uh yeah, yeah. That's about that's that's kind of my arena. Cool. Yeah. Cecilia, what about yeah. you? <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I should. Okay. So I guess I identify as bisexual, but more towards the hetero romantic vibe. Ooh. So like, I tend to prefer to date, and I fall in love with men. Mm. Yeah. But I have had experiences with men, and I'm attracted to women. I just don't. I feel that. That's kind like, of like that's a good way. Of it's saying. but I tend to. Feel Fall in love with men. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, much to my dismay. Trust me. <laughs> uh, God, if they're like, anyway, um, it's fine, guys. I haven't had I haven't had a year of being dumped five times in a row. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's how I identify. Context, I guess, is interesting. Well, I mean, so I was um, I used to weigh three hundred pounds, and so and I was I got married very young, oh. and so I was married for a very long time while also being like very overweight. And not that there's any, I mean, everybody is a good body, but for me, I sort of internalized a lot of self-loathing, and I, I did not feel like a sexual being at that weight. Mm. So after I started to lose the weight and then became, um, and then got divorced, that was when I started exploring my sexuality, so it became, it was much later. I was, uh, I had sex at 16 for the first time, but like really exploring sexuality for me came much later. So I was well into my, well, not well into, I'm not old, I'm not like that, but like, I, I was like in my 30s when I started really sort of like figuring out what I wanted and what mm-hmm. I liked. And I went through a period of like lots of one night stands, lots of casual random encounters, um, and trying to figure out like, you know, having like sort of bondage experiences, some some light kink, some mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> just yeah, whatever kind of different experiences I I. Uh, were available to me. I was kind of like, yeah, just whatever's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, like this process of losing weight has sort of led me to like finding my sexuality and my my sexual 
confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I guess that's my sort of context. I don't know if I'm, but yeah. So so I went through a couple years of sort of the casual stuff, and then in the last year and a half have started like really pursuing actual relationships and mm-hmm. trying to like maintain healthy relationships. And I find it really challenging because I'm, I really love sex. I love it. Mm-hmm. I am really comfortable with having sex and I don't have a lot of judgment about like uh, when you should have sex and what kind of sex and who you should, you know. Uh, so I tend to have sex maybe a little early in a relationship, which I've started to think maybe isn't the best plan for me. Like I don't have, you know, it ends up inviting or in, uh creating a, an emotional component that then sort of makes things difficult for me down mm-hmm. the road if it ends. Um, so I'm trying to learn how to sort of now kind of come back to the middle of that spectrum where like before I was, when I was married, we rarely had sex. And then I started having sex constantly. And now I'm trying to come back to the middle space where it's mm-hmm. like, how do I have a healthy sex life that is active and as sexual as I want to be and with someone who is as adventurous and as interested in exploring sex as me and wants it as much as me, but also wants to have a, 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 a real and um, solid relationship. Right. So hmm. that's, yeah, so yeah, that's where I'm coming from, I guess. Does that answer the question? It does. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that addresses what sex positivity means to you, too. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. I said, I mean, I yeah. think yeah. sex positivity is rolled up in, like, whatever you're into is totally cool as long as we're all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, like I really like an open conversation pretty early on where I say like, here are the things I'm into. I'm pretty open to everything. Here are my deal breakers. What are your deal breakers? Mm -hmm. Um, I just think it's important to have that conversation because I feel like I am a really sexual person. And if you're not, and you're not open to those things, then probably it's not going to work out right. yeah. uh, in the long term. So yeah. we should have that. Sort did of your sex on. store have on that on that list you talked about, did they have suggestions on the list that uh, they were pre-written of what you could say yes, no, maybe to? Yeah, it was like a list of like French kissing, um, piss play, puppy play, polyamory, uh, What's puppy humiliation. Play? Yeah. So puppy play is when someone... I love um, puppies. I mean, it's essentially a sub... You're going to love puppy play. Yeah, essentially it's a sub-dom relationship, but someone is the owner and someone behaves... Oh, is a puppy. Is a puppy. Okay. So, and it can... I mean, it depends on, again, like your parameters and yeah, boundaries, yeah. but some people like sleep on the floor and use the bathroom outside. Got and it. They eat food on the cages, floor. Eat food oh, wow. on the floor. They're led around on leashes. Uh-huh. Okay. So... Butt plugs with tails on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, there's a whole... Wow. So, In my so, imagination, it was all about the leashes. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, it's it is a big the, thing. I but was just <laughs> imagining a room full of puppies. Straight <laughs> up, so. Just legitimately playing, playing with, puppies. with puppies. I'm like, I'm into that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So erotic. Yeah. It's funny. Um, but yeah, so there's a list of, of all of those things. And then and then there's also like a blank spot where it's like, I'm really into this thing, whatever, you know, diapers or whatever you're whatever might not be on the list if there's something that's really important to you yeah uh and then you go through the yeah you said something that's really interesting to me and i don't know why this is such a surprise to me because like it's so obvious but it's something that i'm kind of like learning more about too but you started talking about as you um started to kind of find your own identity more Mm -hmm. and kind of who you are, uh, you know, after the divorce and, and, and when it became more about finding yourself. I think it's so interesting that, like, our sexuality and, like, what kind of sex we have uh, is so tied to just, like, who we are. I don't know. It, seems, it yeah. seems so obvious. And it seems like such an obvious thing. But, like, it's so... 
important <laughs> to know like yeah. how you like to fuck. Right. And yeah. and it and, and figuring that out about yourself. Yeah, like, and it's, it's important too. Yeah, and it's yeah. really hard. I think it's yeah. really hard. It's really difficult well, to know like what that part of you is. And especially because it's really hard to like to, to talk to people. There's not a lot of people to talk to. Um and you have to have so many kind of like weird bumbling negative experiences right. before you're like wait a second I don't fucking like that yeah well I think we also just don't talk about sex enough yeah. in a way that is not judgmental not joking not um, dismissive I mean like my you know the, my history with sex is like my mother started talking about it to me so early and she even said she was like at like four or five. It was like your favorite fucking topic. Like, she's like <laughs> literally, like literally, like before bed, she was like, you'd start asking questions about sex. I really like talking about it, and 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 I think a big part of that is because I j we're just not talking about it in a clear enough and 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 serious enough way. And I don't mean like you know like scientific. I just mean like, and not that it can't. It should be fun, but we should have conversations that normalize. It's just a real thing. Sex. Yeah. It's just yeah. a thing. We yeah. all love it. Yeah. And if we're all sort of doing it in secret, well, we don't all love it, but a lot of people love it. And and if we're all doing it in secret, or our exposure, our primary exposure is porn, which can sometimes be really great and sometimes can be really exploitative, and not a healthy way to learn about sex, then we are going to have kind of weird ideas about what sure. it means yeah. and and what what our worth is. And what's and and whether or not there's something wrong with us, and the majority of the time, like there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're yeah. fine. And and if we could all just sort of say like, yeah, I'm into this, and then just own it, uh, I think we. I don't think that fascism would be taking root in America. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so problematic in mainstream entertainment in mm -hmm. America that you know, if uh, guns, violence, killing people, you know, PG thirteen. Taking your top off, making out, having sex, R. Right. X. R. Right. X. Like, it's like, that is ridiculous. And in Europe, like, you watch television, and there's women walking around shirtless, topless, and I think it's just way more sex positive there in general, and open, and you can talk about it in a free manner. And I, when you don't see positive love scenes on screen ever, almost ever, if you go back to the 80s, they're a bit more gratuitous, but, like, now they are so highly censored. Um, and rarely positive, and rarely positive, I think, like, from a feminist viewpoint of seeing right. a woman have, like, a wonderful experience. It's yeah. all about pleasing the man and entertainment and on screen. Um, I, th I agree. That's yeah. why fascism is taking root in right. America. Right. <laughs> this this comes up in Shakespeare education a lot also, uh, weirdly enough, because there is, I mean, you know, there's, like, a lot of bodiness in his plays, but there's also, like, a lot of murder and death. Yeah. You are 100% you are allowed to... Do a production of Macbeth. We're doing Macbeth with seven-year-olds. Yeah, where where everyone you can slit their throats open, you can stab <laughs> them in the back, you can. But the Kill second people's children, right? Yeah, like babies. But the second that you like hint at um, a sexual relationship between Macbeth and Lady Macbeth or whatever that is, it's very taboo. It's not okay, um, and it is. It's just interesting how like all this murder and gore and death uh, is totally like accepted in our culture. But anything even like slightly. Yeah. Sexual is like ah no, no, no the youth the babies, uh, yeah. it's just it's a really it's really interesting right like I can count on like five fingers the sex scenes that I've seen um, in film and television that have been memorable to me and some of them are memorable to, memorable to me in like negative ways right yeah like Last Tango in Paris Ugh. I actually love that film but it is so problematic 
and so misogynistic. But th- I that is probably like the top sex scene that sticks with me, or sex portrayed in a film that sticks with me forever and ever and ever. In Desperado my, in, in my life. Catherine Zeta Jones, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a quick flash, but I remember being twelve years old and someone lit a bunch of candles and then she's sitting on his lap and I rewound and paused it many, many times. Oh, oh. I prefer the repeat scene, the the scene the scene in the room that you get to see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my litmus test yeah. for good sex. Yeah. What's I never gave my yeah, contact. Let's, yeah. Yeah, give us now a we waited so long, I feel like it's going to be a yeah. bizarre personal ad. Make, so it, a t- make, make it a tirade. Yeah, make it. Yeah. Lindsay <laughs> would like... <laughs> I am a woman-seeking man. Yeah. Uh, main, mainly heterosexual, yet I'm into more than one person in the room. Uh, but if it's going to be a woman, I probably want a man there, too. <laughs> um, but... And very similar to Celia in that, like, I'm very controlling in my own life, so I like to, like, give up control in the bedroom. And I've had definitely good uh, one-night stands and terrible one-night stands, and I've had good sex in a relationship and bad sex in a relationship. So I feel like in a real similar place to her, I'd like to bring it to the middle. (laughs) Maybe date one person for a little while. Nice. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Instead of casting a weird net into the insane city of Los Angeles. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, yeah, good luck. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's not as many as everybody's always like, dating sucks in Los Angeles. It does, you guys. Does it yeah. suck everywhere okay. though? Like, I, I really My am genuinely curious because I haven't dated. Like, I was got married really early, so I didn't really date so much. And I wonder if, and so my only dating experiences have been here. And I wonder mm-hmm. if it's different in other places where like oh. people have different goals and like, yes, yeah. we're not all I think comedians. So. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> yeah. that's part. I think comedians. everyone. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I think everyone in LA is so kind of involved in their own kind of yeah. crazy shit. And I mean, you have to be to kind of survive especially you know you're pr- you're probably out here entertaining sure. or trying to entertain uh, and so you get so wrapped up so there's no yeah. room for like another person yeah. to yeah. be part of your narrative yeah it's, I think it's I guys think it's let's spend really more bad. time entertaining each other in the bedroom yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. less time on stage <laughs> we should connect in all places yes I anyway that. I just want to bring the conversation to like we have a cavalcade of sex toys yeah there's you a guys bunch <laughs> of sex toys just sitting in front of us right it's now true yeah they're all over the table so they I are. just want to let Celia just Get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, well, do you want me to say what? What should I? How should yeah, I? Do you want me to say yeah. what they are? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Let's describe. Well, it. I have a couple of questions for you sure. that I feel like you could maybe bring in to the sex toys. Okay. But you worked in a sex store, and I know I, you're also writing a story about that. Yes. So I'd love to hear about that, and if any of these props help you tell that story, that would be amazing. Uh, I also know about you because, like, I think well, you know this about me that uh-huh. I just got a huge crush on you on social media, and that's Aww. how we became friends. Same. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, you're so funny, oh, and so. Thanks. So um, I know this about you because your social media that you sometimes gift presents of sex toys to people. Oh God, it's my favorite. So I want to hear about that a little bit too. And again, if any of these props help you tell that story, go for it. But you're going to have to obviously visually describe. Right. Pretend, pretend like they are characters in the story. Sure, sure, sure. People have them. Yeah, the butt plug can talk to. Stimulating vibrator. Um, okay, so, well, I've worked in a couple sex shops. I started, the first time was in New York, and I just, it was an accident. I was, um, I just moved there. <laughs> just fell in, just fell down. this was a sock On shop. top of a butt plug, and there I was like, well, I guess I work here now. 
Um, no, so I was an actor. I moved to New York to be an actor. Um, and I was in an acting class with someone. And I was like, I need a day job. And he was like, I work at this sex shop. Do you, we're hiring. Do you want to come work for us? We pay a dumb amount of money. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Uh, and so I started so working they there. they paid well there. They paid like, really oh, well. Cool. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and I worked there for about two years. And at first I was like, I remember thinking, like, I am real sex positive. I totally get it. <laughs> and then someone would be c- come in, and they'd be like, I like to stuff things up my butt. And I'd be like, what? Weird. <laughs> so it really forced me to examine my prejudices and what I was comfortable with and what I believed about sex. And it totally changed my perspective and, and the way I think about sex and sex positivity. And, and so I worked there for a long time, and I, I love that place. I just went and visited them. I was just in New York last week and went what, and visited them. What kind of shop, sorry to interrupt, what kind of um, sex shop was it? Because like you, like you can walk into different shops, and they have very right. different vibes. Every place I've, every place, both places I've worked are like high-end uh, shops with that are like really dedicated to uh, uh, positivity and sex. Nice. And like, uh, like, uh, education focused sort okay. of stuff. So um, not just like a novelty store with like bouncing dicks and yeah, stuff. CD. Like, I mean, there is that Nothing stuff. Nothing against like, a bouncing which, dick. Yeah, yeah, no, love a bouncing dick. <laughs> love a bouncing dick. <laughs> but like, but but not kind of like your random like 42nd Street Times Square kind right, of place, right. but like really genuinely trying to educate and inviting and, inviting and, and inclusive and, yeah, cool. and, you know, concerned about... Um, really making people feel safe and welcome yeah. and cool. really focused on education in the training process. So you get like uh, many, many hours of, of time awesome. sort of like learning about things. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the first one. And then when I came out here, uh, I, when I needed a day job again, um, I applied at this place and um, I just, I, I was so excited to like, I sent them this like really intense, like maybe too intense cover letter. Like, <laughs> I hope you still have it. I, I wish did. you could read it It's right an now. email. I wish I had it. But like, <laughs> but, but I remember because I didn't hear from them for a few weeks. I was like, oh, I maybe like came on too strong. Um, <laughs> and then when I got the interview, I was so excited. Oh. And I was so excited to work there. It was a really great experience. And I, I was actually, I just went by there today actually and got to see some of my old coworkers. And um and that place was again like really intense about even more intense about training and and um, and that was a place where, you know, everyone sort of has a person like a the kind of person who sort of seeks them out right like they can sort of people are sort of drawn to you in a particular way and so I would very frequently um, be approached by women who had never had an orgasm before so a lot of my conversations were like talking to women about. Mm. Um, what kind of orgasm they like, mm-hmm. ha- what their anatomy was, how to get that orgasm, what the best toy was. Um, so that was kind of, that. that is tell sort of us. my favorite. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, like, it depends on what you like. So, like, usually, always the first question was, like, I mean, the, you, well, the first question is always, like, how much you want to spend? Because, like, it's a range. So right. uh, you can spend, like, 10 bucks on a vibrator or you can spend, like, 250. Um, but also the question is, like, do you prefer internal or external stimulation? Um, or is dual stimulation something you're looking for? And that's a question that, you know, some people genuinely didn't couldn't answer. They didn't know what they preferred. And so it was a constant sort of, like, then questioning, sort of became this, like, Socratic process of, like, trying mm-hmm. to figure out where they landed. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I, I had a couple that were always, like, my go-tos that were just really solid toys that were, you know, if, if someone wasn't sure it was a good intro toy. Are, are any of these those? They're not, because <laughs> this are... is my personal collection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what I have, what I have is, like, the sort of, like, 
This is the one you see on TV. Yeah, yeah. this is the one you see. It's the big the one daddy. It looks like a microphone. Yeah, it's something. a. Ca- I think it's the Cadillac. It's the one they advertise yeah. as a massager. Right. Like your mom owned this one. It, yes, yeah. exactly. This is like a. A, a friend of mine described it as like a Cold War yeah. vibrator. The Hitachi. The those. Hitachi yeah. magic wand. So, and mm-hmm. mine is ten years old. So it is pretty old. It looks. It looks like it's. Like seen some time. It has. I yeah. mean, look. Yeah. My Hitachi and I have gotten real close. Yeah, we know. Um, it's the plug-in kind. That's, so that's cool. That's so, how you know. Yeah. 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 That's how you know that like I've been at this a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I've masturbated for a long time. So, um, so is this the, all external. This is external. Although the Hitachi, there, you can buy attachments that that will um, conduct vibrations so that you can use it. So you can use it internally Got as well. Because it. so it's the workhorse. It is. I would say. And I, I mean, that is like to me, that is the one because it's versatile because you have those attachments. So mm. you can use it just as so is. That, that like. But also attachments will go on the head. So oh, it's this it. giant thing, and they so pop like the on the head. It's like a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On yeah. the microphone top. And that one looks like it only has an on-off switch. Is yeah. It, are there? Imagine no nowadays there's so different variations. There's a second one now that is um, battery or rechargeable and has I think it's four speeds now. So the the one I own only has two speeds. Um, so it's off right now, and then it has a sort of like more high pitched vibrated <laughs> vibrate vibe, and then like a lower pitched one. So it's like a rumble versus like a sort of and um, <laughs> and it really like I, I mean it's that thing is intense. So I only ever use it on the lowest one, the lower one. Um, but yeah, the the other one now I think it's four speeds. Um, and that one, that the difference, the main difference is again, it's rechargeable. And then that one has a silicone head, so it's a little bit easier to keep clean. This one, um, I don't know what material it is, but it's porous, so you uh, want to be more careful about cleanliness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other one is a little bit easier to keep I clean. I think there's even a waterproof but, one now. Oh yes. Well, yeah. I don't know if there's a Hitachi one, but Lilo makes a waterproof one as well. I have a waterproof um, one. And, yeah, and there are a few companies that make them waterproof. And then there's another one that I really like called the Palm Power, which is a similar shape, but much smaller, but also super powerful. And it's maybe like the size of your hand. Mm. So it's a little bit less um, daunting. Daunting. Intimidating. Yeah. Uh, and and like harder, like easier to hide. The Hitachi like <laughs> reminds me of a hair straightener or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks it's like so. Huge. It's a tool. It really it's does, definitely a tool. It yeah. is your grandmother's vibrator. Yeah. yeah. But it is also the best because it lasts forever. I will say that the plug in one is more intense than the yeah. rechargeable mm. one. So that's my favorite thing on this table. And then the other vibrator that I have is um, made by a company called Fun Factory, which I really love. They're an excellent, their stuff is really high quality. Their toys are all silicone, which means they're non-porous. And um, it's called the Miss B. It's a dual stimulation it's vibrator. It's a cute little, looks like a cute little, almost cartoon character. Yeah, it great. looks like a little weird, like, Dr. Seuss character. And it's got this great little handle so that, you can, if you're using it this way, it oh, bends yeah, and you can there. sort of. Does that one? We can hear that one or no? I don't know. I haven't it? charged it, so. <laughs> yeah, give it a it kind go. of. It's very feminine. It almost looks to me like a um, praying Mother Mary. Yes. Oh, yeah. Can you see I that? See that's that. true. Yeah, that's really. Like that's she's a really, really yeah. accurate. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mary. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't charged it in a while. I don't use this one as frequently. So um, I can't turn it on for you, but it has several different speeds and vibrations, and um, it's bendy, so you can sort of manipulate it inside of you. Um, And then uh, then I have a glass uh, dildo. 
which is sort of which like is quite wavy. Beautiful, I will say. Yeah. So oh. that's a dildo that's not a butt plug. Yeah. So yes, Ooh, that would be so, a real rough butt plug. I don't well, know you guys. No, that's that's are, manageable. You can Trust you could me. use this. <laughs> yeah. And I actually am just realizing there was another one I wanted to bring, which I totally forgot, which is my favorite thing that I own, and I actually it literally sits on my bookshelf as a piece of art that's awesome which is an like about an eight inch dildo which is hot pink cool. also made by fun factory nice. uh wait is it but is it glass no no that oh, one's okay. silicone okay um that one's a good one it has a nice base so it's a good one to use in a harness if you wanted to use it in a harness. can i can i uh, i have a story here sure. just to interject really quickly um i went to this huge uh sex toy warehouse in phoenix mm-hmm. and i can't remember the name of it it was when i lived in arizona um huge like like yeah, lots of lots of sex toys. Yeah. Um, uh, and I went in uh, with uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, and we kind of met a uh, someone who worked there. It was a, a gal, um, very like stocky, butch character. Mm-hmm. Um, so like uh, buzz top, cut flannel shirt, um, and she was showing us the sex toys, and we were you know talking, and she showed us the. Uh, um, bunch of glass mm-hmm. dildos and she, but she had like she was a collector um, and so they're actually like collectible items sure. and uh, they're, they're gorgeous it's like mm. you know glass artwork yeah. and she's like this is the juicer it has a handle so you can yes, spin around yes juicer uh, yeah and it was like legit and so it I was, know the juicer it was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it, look, it looks like something yeah. that you would like juice an orange with but sure. you're gonna like you juice probably could also juice with. yeah multi yeah. Yeah. Multi-purpose. But then, so my favorite part of the tour was she um, showed me the harness, mm-hmm. which I've never used, uh, right. you know, or the sex swing, mm-hmm. uh, which I've never used. And I was kind of like, isn't this a little over the top? Like, do we, do, you're banging, do you really need, like, a swing? And she was like, let me show you. So she invited me to be on the uh, sex swing with her. That's so cool. But she had me assume the position of the girl, <laughs> And so I was in with my with my legs up in the air in the middle of this sex emporium, uh, and she was like, "I could get behind you like this. I could flip you over and get on top of you." And it was a really intense. And my girlfriend was watching, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. this is like a <laughs> real cool. intense experience like on a lot of levels." I had I feel like I had a little like performance anxiety. I was kind of like, "Who's watching me like <laughs> get manhandled by this woman?" Right. Um, sorry to interrupt. It just no, no. Me, yeah. But I do want to say when I, when I say harness, I mean like the sort of underwear that you put Got on that you yes. put in a, a a dildo and you can yes. um, have sex that yeah. way. Uh, but yes, sex swings are also rad. But yeah, the, the, so the glass dildo that I have is basically Pyrex, so um, you can heat it or you can freeze it. Oh. If you want to play with temperature play, and it's a pretty decent weight. Uh, you you can there are Pyrex things you can put in your butt. I would not put this in your butt because it doesn't have enough of a base. So you don't want to put anything. Speaking of butt plugs, I'll get the tiniest butt <laughs> plug on the planet. A little baby. It's a little baby one. one. Kind of like that. Mm, yeah, this is like bigger. much bigger. Finger. Yeah. yeah, like this is just size of your finger. This is a good starter butt plug. Yeah, but you should have gone with that size. <laughs> it was. I my eyes were a little bigger. My eyes were a little bigger than my butthole. Sure, it happened. Then my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. Be clear. <laughs> but so uh, that's very common. <laughs> um, it's okay. Time, patience, loop. That's all you need. Um, but but this has a base on it. You want, it, uh, do not put anything in your butt that does not have a base because you have two sets of sphincters yeah. and one of them will involuntarily <gasps> contract and it can suck things into ah, your butt. Ah, ah, so if you don't have something with a, a solid base, yeah. yes, which yeah. <laughs> I've heard many. So so you just want to make sure you always have a base. So that's why I wouldn't necessarily put this in my butt. Got it. Um, even though you totally could. Yeah. Uh, one of my first days at my old last job, um, my coworker, there's probably nothing in the store he hasn't put in his butt. 
and he That's showed me like for 45 minutes. He was like, I love it. He's like, I'm going to test my... everything. He d- I mean, everything like, for a test. Drive. One of them, I literally was like, did you. You know, that's have a your cactus, intestines removed? Right? Like, <laughs> like, how did you even get that inside your body? This is insane. So yeah, so pretty much anything can go in, but I just always have a base because that's and smart, then smart. Um, let's so what do you just, what do you gift people most often? I mean, it depends on what they're into. Uh, which with my friends, like I tend to know, but like a couple of my friends, you know, expressed interest in a prostate massager, so I got them prostate mm. massagers. Yeah. Um, what do those look like? That's great. Essentially similar to butt plugs. Yeah. There's like one that like similar that. like this that has a base on it. Yeah. Uh, so things like that. Um, if if the person is sort of like sn- new to vibrators, then there are particular kinds of vibrators that I'll get that like Fun Factory is a favorite brand of mine just mm-hmm. because I th- they're really well made and they have Fun a warranty. Fun Factory, would you like to sponsor our show? I well, know. Fun I'm like, Factory. I'm <laughs> hoping to just mention it so they'll just send me things. Yeah. But there, there are two. There's actually, there are, there are many companies that I like, but that's just one of my personal. But um, but like, I, you know, if someone has never had a vibrator, then I like to get them like a starter one or something. Um, I think butt plugs are always fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm really obsessed with butt plugs. And if you follow that's me cool. on Twitter, it's a thing that I talk about a lot. Because Not so much that I am. Like, I don't use them as often. But I feel like it's really important to sort of uh, talk about them because I think it's really easy to um, – get uh people have misconceptions about anal sex and and anal play and also like people would come in and ask for like these gigantic butt plugs and i was like you're not don't put that in your butt yet uh (laughs) you gotta like work up to that or like use and and then people would come in and they'd be like i don't need lube it's fine i'm like no 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 (laughs) you need lube that's not even up to for discussion yeah um and so i just feel really strongly about talking about them in a in a way that's like totally shove stuff up your butt just like make sure you take care of it do yeah. it right do yeah. it right Celia's and do it safely destigmatizing butt plugs it's my whole goal it's my whole life's work yeah. uh, what's the deal with um, vibrators and small woodland creatures because I feel like there, for a while there there was always like a vibrator with yeah, like yeah mine has like a squirrel yeah. on there's always it a beaver or, or a rabbit and I know, I know it's rabbit. Sex in the City yeah I mean the rabbit the Sex in the City sort of made the rabbit famous I mean I think the rabbit sort of thing happened because of the ears so it creates stimulation along both the sides right of spot. the clit. Okay, and okay. so that kind of just, that shape is, is, is and so then it's like morphs into rabbits. I don't know why animals I are I feel thing. like, it's yeah. again, America does not, uh, Americans hate talking about sex. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so, it's a way of cutesifying yeah. something. They're like, this is cute, now we can talk about right. it. Right, and, and it's I- It's a joke, yeah. And it's fine, I mean, those things are fine. Like, the rabbit is still one of the most popular things uh, that we used to sell. But there are so many other options that I think are. But yeah, no, it, we <laughs> we sold a lot of like weird bunnies and beavers. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, and I don't. I think For it's a, a way of just cute, cutesifying it right. so it feels less intimidating. Yeah. I think a lot of times we sort of want to keep sex a mystery, right? Like we think it's less sexy to talk about it. Yeah. And so we think like, oh, we'll just figure it out. And then that leads to like, I remember there was one guy that I dated for a long time. And we, we, I didn't have an orgasm for like three or four months. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to tell him what I liked. And I remember the first time he realized that I didn't, he was like, I really wish you'd told me that. He was like, because he seemed, he seemed very hurt. And, and he's a person I adore still. We're friends. And I didn't realize the damage I was doing to both of us by not having that conversation. Because I thought that I was being kind by not like embarrassing him, but also being sexy by being like, I don't want to tell him. And I that think it's was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so good. But like it wasn't helpful to either of us. Yeah. 
And so I think we have to sort of have the conversations that feel unsexy yeah. and say, like, this is what I like or this is what I don't like or this is what I'm into. I think we have to be um, brave and sort of put our feelings on the line a little bit and say, this is something I'm interested in and are you interested in it with me? Um, and I think, uh, I mean, I think these kind of conversations are important, like sort of us talking about it in a way that yeah. doesn't um, shame anyone or make anyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Th that's the beginning part. And yeah. then, I mean, I think there are obviously, like, we should not, we should be teaching sex education right. in schools and we yeah. should not be legislating uh, Women's reproductive rights yep. and yeah. we should be teaching about gender identity and mm -hmm. how, um, you know, being a woman is not identify is not necessarily tied to possessing a uterus or a vagina, so I think we have to start having those conversations too, where we start widening the scope of what we know and learn and and who we sort of include in these conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of bravery and shame. Sure. I don't know if what I did at the women's march was brave or not, but we have to wrap up this podcast, and mm -hmm. I just wanted to address it. I carried a very, uh, what I thought was a sex positive sign, and some people around me didn't agree. Will you <laughs> tell us what the sign yeah. said? Yes. At the Women's March, uh, the day after the inauguration. Yes, the Women's March. Um, I, carried, I carried a sign that said, eat my pussy, not my rights. <laughs> uh, which was very popular at the march. I got to talk to a lot of old feminists, which was like really amazing. But some people close to me felt like, um, you're in the public eye, which is flattering, I guess. <laughs> they think people are watching me, so like you can't do that which I think is like the total opposite of like everything we have to like kind of fight against right now there's there's um, a lot of you know legislation telling us trying to get past that can tell us what we can and can't do and that's exactly what we're fighting against so I wrote an essay about it and I just wanted to read like one paragraph from it before we wrap up yeah I love that, that word thing. I love the yeah. word too which be is really clear I yeah. love it yeah, yeah. then that's one <laughs> of the reasons why I really knew I wanted to carry a pussy sign was to try and take that word back so I'll just read a bit of it um, sadly this word now feels tainted because of what Donald Trump said uh, personally the word now triggers negative specific sexual experiences for me since it has become so specifically synonymous with DT's usage I knew I wanted to make a pussy related sign because of this I wanted to be able to like this word again to reclaim it and heck if I could actually make people laugh smile or giggle or better yet stop and think that it felt like a positive for me additionally if you paused for a moment at the full satirical meaning of my sign it did its job if it caused you to revisit trump's original words welcome to being a woman if it caused you to think about consent and how being a subordinate in a sexual situation is a given because of your level of given physical strength and gender welcome to being a woman if it gives you pause the next time you're in a political argument professional environment or sexual situation Hooray, did its job. If it caused you to question the man we have in power, welcome to being a human. Um, so those are some of the reasons why I carried the sign. And if you want to read my essay in the void of medium, I'm Lindsay Stidham. <laughs> you can read the full essay. Um, this has been so awesome, you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Welcome to the Clam Bake and talking about sex. Oh, yeah. Thanks for anytime. having me. Yeah. Yeah. This was really fun. It was, as always, so fun. Um, until next time, I guess. Until next time. Until, Until next, next time. time. I'm taking the Hitachi home. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of